Hello and welcome to the Lamp Louder Way podcast with another episode with Ryan Kirkpatrick and myself, Kevin Blair. We're excited to be in the studio again today talking about lessons from loss featuring the Kanye West, a.k.a. Ye. He's uh, virtually in the studio with us today. Yeah, I mean, really. Maybe just, in our heads. Just, just got to be real with you guys. All of our inspiration comes from Kanye West, <laughs> the uh-huh. Lamplighter yeah, group. Definitely. So we felt like we needed to get it out there and let, everyone, let the world know. And I hope people know we're sarcastic. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. But we're going to you know, have some fun here today, even though we're talking about loss. Want to talk about first and foremost on the series, you know, why are we talking about this? Um, then share two quick stories, one from Ryan, one from myself about loss and what we've learned from it to hopefully give some relatable lessons so you can learn from our mistakes and losses. And maybe there's something relatable there too. And to what I would call leverage loss education. That's good. Yeah. So if you're listening, not by Kanye, that he didn't, he, that's, that's right. Quote. That was, but you know, same, same thing, same energy. Yeah. Same energy. Uh, speaking of, it makes me think of a Kanye West quote, uh, before I jump to my, one of my biggest stories of loss that's well known in communities. It's not, yeah. it was my public loss to share. Uh, but, uh, it's a Kanye West quote. And this is what I was, I was on my back in bed dreaming as, as dreamers do. Yeah. And uh, it, it goes a little like this. So I'm going to be one of the biggest real estate developers of all time. What Howard Hughes was to airlines and what Henry Ford was to cars. And just the relationships I have to architects alone. I'm tired of the McMansions. That shit's whack. It's trash, bro. Unless it's Howard Backen, we're going to develop cities. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so, so that's what you were thinking about? Right. I was thinking about that. I'm like, man, I could be a builder. That, that's... <laughs> That's not hard, that right? That was a mantra. So, yeah. as yeah. do a lot of people, by the way. A lot of right. people think I want to build houses or demo or flip or get my real estate license. Yeah. You know, yeah. like how hard could it be? Exactly. Uh fast, you know, cliff note version on on that thought. Well, first of all, why are we talking about it yeah. today? Tell everybody why we're talking about this. Right. So, this is going to be this is going to be Ryan Kirky's story of loss. This is not one of the hey, we had this big win. This is this the goal of this is really to share with our audience, uh, hey, you know, here's some times that we lost, not because something was outside of our control. Things were fully in our control, and that's okay. You know, this story on my side, I made some bad decisions along the way that I can look back and learn from. Uh, they were mine, my decisions to own. So we can kind of talk a little bit about, well, how do you get into that? And man, if you don't, you don't do something without having all your questions answered, you're never going to do anything. So, but. Uh, lo and behold, in reality, really, we just want to, with this, this content today, uh, here in the podcast room, we want you to be able to hear and say, you know, what, what can I do to fail forward? Cause, cause this story I'm going to share still the Lord used it to help me fail forward, but to be painfully clear, I put myself in this spot and I, and I, you know, I failed miserably. I say miserably, but at the time it felt like that. Yeah. So you know, jumping into, yeah, I, I got into building, loved, uh, it was, was passionate about building. And, and I think you need to be obsessed about the things as an entrepreneur that you're getting into. So I had, I had that, like I checked yeah. the box on, there was no confusion in my mind or heart of this is what I want to do. Uh, you know, even as a kid, we used to build forts all the time. You know, I know a lot of little boys probably do that for us. We would be measuring. You still do that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's, you also have a son. So. Yeah. It's more pillows these days, uh, and cheats, but, uh, yes. Yeah. Jack definitely got the gene from daddy. Uh, but so fast forward and, and I had the passion, those boxes were checked that had got me to 
what I would say is, is high levels of success in other areas in my life up to that point. Um, you know, whether it was tennis mm-hmm. or my real estate career. And so I was like, I have what it takes. Well, I didn't ask enough questions, um, to keep this story, you know, short and, and succinct for the purpose of the podcast. I didn't ask enough questions. There was a, a old friend who'd come back in, in, into kind of my circle and community who was a builder. He'd moved in from out of state. And so I took it as very serendipitous. You know, yeah. so I was, I was telling myself a story, right? Yeah, yeah. I was like, I really want to do this. Oh man, this guy just came in. Chips are falling in the right way. Yeah. It's like, how could this not be what's, yeah. what's the next, what the next step is. So, uh, you know, I talked to him, Hey, let's do this. He's like, yeah, you know, let I'm on board. Let's do it. And so we bought our first project in Canyon Creek, uh, still to this day near and dear to my heart. Four three three Crestover, still some passwords. Don't go looking, uh, and uh, on my computer. But uh, long story short, we got into it, and about two and a half months in, we had got all the permits, got the plans approved, demoed the house down to the sticks, and I get uh, I get a text from my builder friend, who was at that point on a handshake agreement. Again, lessons learned here. Fifty uh, fifty partner was going to invest money in the project, and then obviously be the lead on how, uh, all, all the planning and building was going to happen. And I was going to learn from him. He said, Hey, uh, by the way, I'm, I got to move back to the state that he had come from. I'm going to build up there. Bad luck, you know, best of luck. And so, oh and it was over a text. Uh, and didn't it, Kanye say something about text? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it makes me think, uh, of the Kanye West quote. Yeah. yeah. Good point, Kevin. Uh, you basically can say anything to someone on an email or text, as long as you put LOL at the end. And right. There was no LOL. The LOL was on me. Uh, I remember receiving the text and the cortisol release was like insane. I was like, so man. you just, you were in the process. You just demoed the house. We, yeah, we just demoed. So I couldn't have picked a, He couldn't have picked a, a better time for the ball. said investment to be like, Hey, we paid, I don't remember the time again. I'm dating myself. This was 2014 maybe. Yeah. 1893. <laughs> Uh, and so we had paid like, I don't know, two thirty for that house in Canyon Creek. Again, oh. people are gonna be like, what? Yeah. This was in the PC, PCE section guys. Now that ha- the dirt alone would be worth probably six, but we paid two thirty, broke it down to the studs, uh, had a bank loan. And then it was probably worth like 60 at that point because right. it no house. Could, couldn't have broken Just it down like anymore. And then, yeah, he said, Hey, I'm wings up Bye, have a good life. So I was immediately struck with, Oh my gosh, what have I gotten myself into? I wasn't even in the, the stage of what could I have done different that, that came later, yeah. but <laughs> couldn't even think about that. <laughs> right. But I immediately got into, okay, what can I do? Well, I could declare bankruptcy. Like I put all options on the table. Yeah. I think the thing that was frustrating was I had a family mm-hmm. and this that was, was frustrating. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, for <laughs> me, the inconvenience of the family. Right. So, you know, I had a family and I had been making these decisions yeah. solo and you know, they, they didn't have a, like my wife didn't have a say in that at that point. And, and we didn't have the full understanding of what we were getting into. Uh, fast forward, leaned in my community, found an investor who ended up, you know, rocket launching our friendship. And I remember having to humbly go to that investor and say, Hey, I've messed up. Yeah. I, I have these things and you know, these things to be true about, you know, my character, those things and sincere heart in doing this, but I messed up and I need someone to come in, uh, and help here with the money side liquidity so I can get this project done and sold. And, uh, and, and it worked out. He got a fantastic rate. He reminds me of this day. He, he did very well on that loan. Uh, and we got out of the project and, and moved on. And now 
I have that experience. And I went on to build five or six more uh, alongside him. So there was so much he taught me through that with yeah. uh, eye to detail, standard of excellence, uh, not perfection, but standard of excellence, how we work. And he was able to sniff out other you know, other weaker players, so to speak, without getting into the details of contractors or people working with other weaker players that had red flags that I wouldn't have seen. And he was mentioning these things along the way, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So tell me, you know, maybe one or two takeaways you, you have from that. And also, you know, what was the, what was it like with your family during that time too? Right. You know, I mean, my family was a little bit in the dark, which, you know, the advice I would just give any younger family going up is, and, and I'm coached in this, like Mm -hmm. my coach who's 20 years older than me and coaches a lot of people in the real estate industry and also has a similar faith to me. He meets with his wife twice a month to go over their finances. And again, if you're like, ah, budget that scares me or or whatever, that's, we can't do that. You, it's a very, very wise step in terms of the counsel counsel and understanding your marriage. Now on my side, I, I was, and still am, you know, a sole source provider. So those, those things came into play, but that allowed me a certain freedom, uh, you know, without, without having to share all of, all of the details of the financial decisions I was making. Well, I was taking on too much risk. Mm-hmm. There's a story of that in my life without the counsel of my wife and saying, and being that conservative energy among others who are looking out now for me, uh, I, I would have continued to make those decisions. So case in point, it created a lot of tension because, you know, I had to go to my wife and say, Hey, we're in this pickle because, you know, at the time I wasn't telling her because I, I jumped into to a decision too quickly. I was like, I can't believe that he did this or, or that that person did that. But Hey, what well, the end of the day, what is that? That's, that's a victim mentality. That's going to get you nowhere. Right. But it sounds like she was also in your bunker. Bro, you know. my wife has always, I mean, I'm telling you, yeah, I'm, thank you for even bringing that up. My wife has been the consistent energy as I've gotten older to appreciate. Yeah. She can help me strive toward the dreams for the family. And if she wasn't there, you know, I wouldn't, you know, she was always there in the bunker with me, always supporting, always cheerleading. Now what's developed is she's also an accountability partner, which again, that's the blessing of a a hard fought marriage. Mm -hmm. But that came from stories of failure and loss, not success. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on a lighter note, you know, Kanye had a friend (laughs) named Steve jobs. Maybe they were friends. I don't know. Maybe there's a photo. Um, Yeah. Um, but your story does remind me Two you know, of, a feather. of Steve Jobs quote that, you know, RIP Steve Jobs. Thank you for half the equipment we're using today and right. the dreamer. Um, I'm convinced that about half of what separates the successful entrepreneur from the non-successful ones is pure perseverance. So he says, I'm convinced that about half of what separates the successful entrepreneur from the non-successful ones is pure perseverance. And I think that story is a true story of that where you're sitting there probably holding shingles oh, yeah. <laughs> from the ground and thinking, where am I? What am I going to do? And then fortunately it sounds like, you know, you have community around you, you have believers around you that are, that believe in you. Um, right. and also a serendipitous investor that was willing to partner. And it was actually partner. serendipity when I asked right. questions and I opened up, I opened up basically like a, like a dog rolling over on his belly being like, Hey, there, <laughs> this is where I'm at. I need help. And, uh, and so, yeah, that, that was, that was definitely a good story to, it wasn't the end. It could have been the end if I just gave up and rolled over. But again, just like the Steve jobs quote, I think Kanye West might sell it, even say it more eloquently, Mm -hmm. uh, same kind of spirit, but believe in your flyness and conquer your shyness. 
Fantastic. Fantastic. I mean, he just, he has a way with words. Like, you know, Steve Job used so many words to say the same thing. And the guy says it in like eight words. (laughs) (laughs) So moving forward, uh, you and I were talking to, and I just got to give a preface here, uh, before you jump into, you know, your experience with maybe making not the best decisions. There were some controllables, controllables were within your grasp and some weren't, but, uh, you know, Kevin has had great success with, the Airbnb real estate investment side. And I've gotten to enjoy watching him through a shared project, which he'll, you know, I won't steal the thunder on, but uh, getting to see how he handles it and how organized and his systems are, it's taught me so much. So I just want to preface, you know, getting to hear the story is such a cool origin story of really what has made him even better at what he does, you know, versus saying, ah, well, that didn't work out. So I'm going to move on. So with that said, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about that early on story before we met and, and how that went. Yeah. Well, we both only have one story of loss. So yeah, uh, that's it. <laughs> it was, yeah, it t- it this makes it pretty while. easy. Uh, no, we have plenty. Um, this specific story for those who do know me or, you know, know some of my background in business and, and real estate. Most recently it's been in the short term rental space and got started in that gosh, was it 2020 or 2021, right before the pandemic in October, Mm -hmm. I think I saw a Facebook ad. I was working at Compass on the staff side, recruiting the agents and and whatnot. We were just about to start our group. We were in talks about it, but um, essentially got into the rental arbitrage model where you go to someone who's leasing out their house, offer them rent, probably a premium, got to pitch them on why they should work with you with a corporate lease as opposed to just a regular tenant residential lease for someone living in the house. And I'm going to rent it out every three days, you know? And so there was a lot of, a lot of learning with that, but the financial commitment came when I actually got a lease. Uh, this is in the Lockwood Lake Highlands area and needed to buy furniture. And, you know, I thought this was my way to passive income. This was house one of 20 to come. And this is the first one. And so credit cards are good things um, if they're used appropriately. And I felt like I was using it appropriately. The problem was I didn't do the financial analysis in the beginning that I should have done. I should have spent more time. I did spend some time on it, and but I had the same passion that you were talking about where I will not let this fail. And some of that was within my control and some of it wasn't. The pandemic happened a little bit in March. So we, we started renting out in October, probably spent about seven, eight grand on the credit card. Didn't have to pay that off until nine months. So I thought I'd have some revenue coming in in the spring to help pay that off and then get cash flow positive and pandemic hit. We had, we lost all of our reservations and I wanted to make sure I kept my commitment and my word to the guy I rented from, um, that I would hold my lease till October. And so we essentially had to break even, cut all of our prices and just break even for the last six months. Meanwhile, break even each month, not break even and make money to pay off the furniture costs right. that I inherited from the beginning. And I just bit off a little bit more than I could chew. And there were some other factors that just made it more difficult. But had I picked maybe a better location, um, and I learned some things through that. So October came, was able to terminate the lease, gave him plenty of heads up. We parted ways. I was done with renting out on a short terminal <laughs> basis. I was exhausted. I didn't see any financial reward from it. In fact, I saw loss, felt like I let down it's my like, wife. What kind of hotel is this? Right. Well, I felt like I let down my wife and I, you know, I, I was good at it. You know, I was good at the process, but not the performance component at the time. 
And so I told Elizabeth, I said, Elizabeth, I, I believe in this model. I believe in owning property and renting it out. And, you know, I think this makes sense. I do think I'm good at it, but I am just exhausted. I want to revisit this in a few years. I don't even want to think about it. So, so just out of curiosity, what, what was Elizabeth thinking at this point? Like, oh my gosh, like, man, we just went through this journey. I don't want to do it again. Like what were her thoughts on this? Well, you know, she was pretty involved, you know, as much as she could be. When we first, when we first started this, I think we were both shocked about how we had to be there for the first few months, almost every day, either prepping something. I mean, we had our first, I, I've dealt with everything in the short terminal business. Now I feel like the first week or two we, we had maybe the first month we had a party and I knew personally, I knew as a matter of when, not if, right. if you're in this business, but how you minimize it to where it's less than 1% of the it time. It wasn't a party you were invited to. Definitely not. And neither were the neighbors and nobody really knew about it. It wasn't loud, but they had hot boxed the entire house. So they mm. smoked weed in, in the entire house. I found I'm glad out- you shared that because I'm not sure everyone knows what hot boxing is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I'm an expert. Right. Uh, I found out because the cleaner told me, hey, these people aren't outside of the house yet. And uh, I said, okay, I'll be on my way right now. And I knocked on the front door. I was fuming inside that they weren't out. And I just knew I had that feeling and can talk about how to address that later, but knocked on the door, Hulk angry, like three younger, probably 17, 18 year old girls, uh, open the door. They've got their steak and shake <laughs> outfits on. Cause they're about to go to work at 11 AM. What do you want? And I was like, Hey, uh, I'm the owner or <laughs> I said, I think I said, I'm the owner of this house. Sure. I'm the owner of this house. I need authority. you out of here. ASAP. Um, not sure what went down here, but obviously it doesn't look like a good situation. Smell of alcohol, smell of weed. And I just knew, and Elizabeth didn't see the first impression. Otherwise mm-hmm. they would have probably, I mean, she saw a few hours later after I picked up a lot, but they had replaced the lights with black lights. Alcohol was all over on the floor. It was sticky. Uh, again, the house smelled like weed and we had a guest the next day. And so Elizabeth, again, being in the bunker with me, you know, right. didn't blame me, you know, was, was cleaning up. We had to clean every single sheet in that house. We put Gross. every remedy of cinnamon sticks boiling on the oven. We went and bought incense. We probably had 200 sticks of incense in the house. Cause we did see that you fight smoke with smoke. Yeah, um, you told me we that. had a deodorizer. I mean, everything you could think of. But that being said, going back to the loss of the furniture, because then I just bought the new furniture. Right. It makes me think of the, the furniture. Con- Kanye, Kanye West quote, God showed me the way because the devil trying to break me down, bro. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> well, that's what it felt like. And, you know, perseverance, going back to our friend Steve Jobs, yeah. you know, getting to the end of this story where I didn't want to do it anymore. Ryan had the opportunity, approached me, no joke, about two or three months later at most and said, hey, we've got this short-term rental opportunity with the shipping container house on the lake. It was very mafia. Oh yeah, I'm gonna buy, I'm gonna buy it with this investor. I want you to manage it. And I was like, No, Ryan. Like, why am I being presented with this? And you know what? Elizabeth is the reason why I did yeah. it. And she said, Kevin, you're good at it. I think you should continue. This seems like a good opportunity with Ryan. You know, tell me about why you think this could be different. And I wasn't even excited about it. So I think it could be different because of X, Y, and Z, mm. and it being a rural area, vacation spot, etc. I think it could work. And it's pretty low risk on my part because I'm managing. I'm not really putting up anything financially other than time. And, you know, that actually worked out great. We rented it out very quickly um, and got it sold. And when you wanted to sell because your investor wanted to sell on it, I had the opportunity to buy it and presented that to some of our best friends. We ended up buying two on the lake, uh, 
did 85K in revenue per house per year. I mean, it was like $6,000 to $8,000 per month that we were making. Yeah, and that's not a normal expectation for Airbnb, to be clear. We like, that was that, a huge yeah. win. Yeah. So we did that for both houses, sold it, 1031 exchange, went to Richland Chambers, bought a 10-acre property with two cabins um, from the from the gains, and then finally sold that in February. And, you know, we, we had a life-changing uh, It ended exit. up being top 10 DMAG. Yeah, there's was, there was the destination D- on one of them was yeah, yeah the shipping container was featured on D magazine. Um, we, you know, had Toyota at our uh, uh, cabins that came out and filmed. We had church groups. We had Baylor came out. So it ended up being great, and I learned so much from from doing that. But it started because with a loss. Failed. It started yeah. with a seven thousand, eight thousand, nine thousand dollar loss, whatever it was. And we actually used some of that furniture in the cabins, like nice. three, three, three times later. But anyway, all that said, you know, the, the perseverance that comes from that and the grit, but going back to the people that you surround yourself with, uh, spouse encouragement right. uh, was obviously a, a common denominator, um, with that and humility in the process, because, you know, I told my wife, I said, I, I don't feel good about doing this right now. And, you know, outside people, especially your spouse saying, seeing something that you can't. Right. Right. Well, I mean, it, it, it's such a cool story that there was success components to it, you know, once you had failed, failed going forward, but it is cool to hear the spouse component that to that too. Again, not everyone's married that's in the audience, but I just, you got I just friends. hear, yeah, Hopefully. you got friends and, and community. If you don't go get some that you trust because you need other people to tell you, Hey, you're on point here you know, people, again, people that want your success, right? Like right. not everyone wants your success and that's okay too. Not, not, not everyone even cares, right? They're doing their own life, but if you're all for Kanye, right? Yeah. I mean, Kanye wants your success. Let's, let's be clear. <laughs> so yeah, hopefully Kanye has changed some lives today. He, uh, we have a secret, we have a picture of him on the back wall. No one can see yeah. that. But. Well, my computer died. So I lost all my Kanye quotes. So the audience got lucky. Yeah. Hey, just, just again, it makes me think of one more Kanye West quote here. <laughs> Let the music diffuse all the tension, right? <laughs> we got to stop there. We got to cut. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode. If you have any lost stories or Kanye quotes or, I don't know, Britney Spears quotes or Lindsay Lohan quotes, maybe we'll do. Maybe make, make, make this a series. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Enjoy we'll see the, the music outro, is. guys. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you all soon. Peace. Nine, 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 nine.